0: Hi, I'm Katie, and I've been an educator for over 20 years. From paraprofessional to 10 years as a classroom teacher, to principal to district administrator, I've done it all. Being an educator right now is challenging, to say the least. No matter the role, we can find ourselves overwhelmed and stressed out. I've been there, and i found the secret to a work-life balance that improved my life. Join me in discovering simple secrets that will help you step away from the noise and improve your life. Hi friends, welcome back. I'm so glad you were able to join me today. Today I wanna talk about the power of connections and how that plays a part in our lives and our endeavors to live joyfully. So the power of connection is really an invaluable tool in our lives. Whether it's a connection with a family member, friend, colleague, or our students and their families, these relationships can have a profound impact on our lives. Connections can open up new opportunities, provide support during difficult times, and even help us grow as individuals. Today, I want to explore the power of connections and how they can help us achieve our goals. Because as we know as educators, Relationships are so important. Anytime we're interacting with other human beings, we are able to be way more successful if we have really paid attention to growing a positive relationship. So part of that connecting with others is we really do open ourselves up to the world of possibilities. We can learn from other people's experiences and gain some sense of perspective of the other people Um, grow some empathy in our lives. And we can also see it as a reflection of ourselves. So how are we showing up in the world? What are we doing to improve our relationships? So part of what I think about with relationships is what do I want them to be? Because there are situations where I do have some interactions with people where I'm not showing up as my best, or where I'm coming with maybe some preconceived notions or some judgment. And that isn't going to help me improve my own life. Because really what relationships are, are my thoughts about the other person and the other person's thoughts about me. You know, how we think about the other person, what we um, infer about the other person and what we make the interaction with the other person mean in our own minds. Isn't that interesting? If you really think about that and stop for a minute and think, okay, so my relationship with my partner. So with my husband, what is my relationship? Well, my relationship is based on all the things I think about, like all the things I think about him, how much I love him, how much I love the things that he does for me, how much I love how he shows up for our kids and our grandkids. But there's another side of it too, right? I have thoughts. It's not, as we say, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. There are times where I think, wow, he should really be doing something different for me or I don't like the way he is doing something or not doing something, right? I don't like the way he leaves piles of things all over the house as opposed to just putting them away, right? But these are all my thoughts. Likewise, he has thoughts about me and how I show up, whether it's how I'm nagging him about uh, his piles of things around the house or how much he loves me and the things that I do. They really are the thoughts in, that create the feelings we have about each other, which is why relationships can change over time because our thoughts about the other person and their thoughts about us change over time. So that is super powerful. It's a super powerful concept for this very reason. I get to choose how I think about other people. I get to choose what I make what I make there Comments, actions mean. Right? So I can choose to have a super open and non judgmental mindset that, hey, they're either just doing the best that they can, or this is what they feel they need to do right now, or even this is really about them, not about me. Those types of thoughts have a really incredible impact, especially when. The other person is doing things that we don't perceive as helpful or that we wonder their intentions around, but we get to choose how to think about that. So take for example, just how two teachers might view the same student in a classroom, right? We can have one teacher that sees a student with some super um, active behavior one teacher can ignore that, just as, oh, look at him; he's just he's just an active kid. Uh, isn't that interesting? How I went right away to, he, right? Um, and another teacher could look at that child and say, oh, my goodness, there is a problem here. I need this child to do something differently. Same child, same action, two different thoughts. Either teacher could take the other perspective, right? The teacher who sees it as a problem could see it as an opportunity, could see it as a skill gap in the child, a skill gap that needs my expertise as classroom teacher to help support and grow my student. That's one way relationships and connections are so important in the classroom and you know we've been hearing that for a really long time and especially after covid just after all of the social isolation our students have experienced and we have experienced we need to learn how to make contacts all over again and i see and experience and hear from teachers and educators and i've seen it with my own eyes the change in our students behavior coming back from covid and this is a big deal in classrooms. This is not something for us to um, ignore or pretend isn't there or also have a really big problem about or a problem with, right? We get to choose how to show up in these relationships. What do our students need right now across this country? And also what do we need? Because that's the other piece. And I'm not going to lie that Likewise, our adults need relationships and connections as well. So for adults, we need to find those connections and those positive connections with our colleagues, with our colleagues who are willing to problem solve and look at things in that growth mindset perspective of how do I grow this connection and relationship with a student that I might be struggling with. Likewise, how do we connect as colleagues how do we help colleagues who are living in that more downside of life where it's hard for them to see this as a need for a skill or something that we can help support in a student as opposed to this child is doing this to me, this child is doing this to his classmates? How do we help our colleagues take that other perspective? and make those connections because it's about connections. What I know more than anything, especially when I was in the classroom, is the student that I immediately started having more down feelings about, I knew I had to make an intentional relationship and connection with that student. I had to work really hard to find out who they were, to find the human connection with that student. And I will tell you 99.9% of the time that really helped me in my classroom with students that I could have spent the year struggling with. Instead, being able to get to know them, what do they like, how are they feeling, what is their experience that they're bringing to the classroom really changed that perspective for me. And I was able to have some empathy I found out so many times other things that were happening in the student's life that made the behavior make sense. And even if we think about that for all students right now, the social isolation during COVID, during especially for our younger students, their most formative years, has had an impact we can feel as adults how COVID has had an impact on our connections and relationships as we spent almost two years not having those close relationships and connections and interactions that we were used to having pre-pandemic. Really, as we start to realize the importance of connections, the importance of relationships, we can learn that they are so integral to us finding joy in our lives. By taking the time to nurture our connections, we can reap the rewards of the power of those connections. We can start feeling better about ourselves, feeling better about our situations. It is difficult right now. I am not denying that. I see all of the responses from teachers, I hear from my clients, I see the social media posts of our teachers that are really struggling right now. And I have such great empathy for the work, for their feelings because the work that they're doing is challenging work. Being an educator is a job that takes passion, it takes lots and lots of energy, it takes purpose and intentionality. And those are the things that can drain our joy at times. But if we can be intentional about, I'm going to make connections with those around me, I'm going to build up again, that feeling of connectedness in myself and helping others feel connected to me. That's going to move us forward and hopefully take us out of some of this downside feelings that many of us are experiencing at the moment. It takes intentionality. It takes purpose. It takes sometimes sitting with those down feelings and saying and and expressing, yes, I feel frustrated right now. I feel maybe even overwhelmed and stressed right now. So what do I do in the moment to first get myself into that executive state? So what do we teach our students to do? We take that breath, we take that minute, we bring ourselves back to kind of that centering of ourselves to get back into our frontal lobes and out of our, you know, more primal brain, right, that reactive brain, get back into that frontal lobe and say, okay, what's the way for me to proceed? What connection can I make right now? That's what's going to move us forward and help us as we navigate that balance of home life and work life and that centeredness and connection of ourselves with others. We can learn from the experiences of others. We gain resources that we may not have previously felt were available to us. We could even find mentors who can guide us along our journeys. So if you are a younger teacher, look for a teacher who is super resilient, a veteran teacher who, yes, not every day is perfect, but they're not the ones that are sitting in the staff room complaining all the time. The ones that are saying, hey, here are the good things that are happening in my classroom and in my school. Here are the good things that are happening right now in my life. And again, as we talked about last week, drawing on those good sides of life, those upsides of life to kind of center ourselves and then continue to make those connections. The other piece that I wanted to touch on is looking at how we think about other people's actions as we try to connect And I see this a lot between um, different maybe power levels of people. You see that between students and teachers, students' perspectives of how they think teachers are thinking and acting. We also see this with adults between where our our classroom educators see what our administrators are doing and have some thoughts and judgments around that. And I will tell you, (laughs) Very clearly, we see that between building administrators and district administrators. What they are making actions and comments mean in their lives. And again, I think it comes back to relationships and connections. Do we know these people well enough to be able to say, I know what they're doing is coming from a place of good intentions? How do we assume positive intent first? No matter the action, a lot of times our first reaction is more of that judgment and negativity. And that's automatic, and that's okay. But what we also want to be mindful of and aware of is when we have those thoughts and judgments, taking that pause and saying, is that absolutely true? And how do I know? And do I know in a way that I could state that in a court of law? Or is that just a thought I'm having? Something, a judgment that I'm placing on that person because we can't get in that other person's head to truly know what intent is. So really giving that moment to say, okay, what connection do I need to make right now? What questions do I need to ask? So staying in that emotional adulthood, that emotional professionalism that has me turning to wonder instead of turning to judgment. That helps our relationships. That helps us be able to work together as a unit because everybody, everybody in our educational system from building secretaries to our custodians to our people working in our kitchens to our amazing classified staff in their various positions to our incredibly talented and resilient classroom teachers to our building administrators and our district administrators. Everybody is working to the best of their ability. Can we believe that about others? Can we attempt to believe that about others. And the way we make that even more visible for ourselves and more accepting of that perspective is by making those connections, having those conversations, those professional conversations. Uh, Same thing at home, right? We do that with spouses, with our kids, Uh, What do we make their actions and comments mean? Where are they coming from in the moment? What can I wonder about? What can I wonder about with their actions? What can I wonder about with their comments? And then what questions can I ask to find out more? And then share, share our perspective. Here's how I thought about what you said what I made it mean, and what my reaction was. I cannot tell you how much that has upped my game personally in understanding my colleagues, in understanding my supervisors and uh, other department leads that are making decisions that impact my work. Turning to wonder makes a huge, huge difference. And I feel it can work in every situation. I'm hoping that helps and has given you a little bit of food for thought today around the power of connections and the power of relationships. Because really, connections can open up new opportunities, provide support during difficult times, and help us grow as individuals. Connections is a piece of how we move towards living more joyfully. Thank you so much for joining me today. Check the show notes for some direct links to some resources on my website, or just go directly to my website to find out more about how you can work with me directly, previous podcast episodes, and my free resources at thejoyfuleducatorllc.com. That's the, T-H-E, joyfuleducatorllc.com. Have a joyful day and we will talk to you next week. Take care.